Okay, good work. Um, we're from Dalad Amadalad for two dots. I think, I think that's where we got up to last week. Um, slightly more straightforward tomorrow now, um, at least for the next Omad or so. So we're just over halfway down on Dalad Amadalad where it starts Omar Abichiyah Barashi. So Omar Abichiyah Barashi, Omar Rab. Abichiyah Barashi said in the name of Rab. Yeah, we all got that about just a. Uh, yeah, 12, 15, 12 or so lines up from the bottom of the page. So, Rabbi Chiyah Barashi said, B'Shem Rav, Shi'urin Chatitin Umechitin Halochon HaMeshem Esinai. Then the following three things are all Halochon HaMeshem Esinai. Shi'urin, which means the Shi'ur to, uh, for example, to be Chayv Malkus for eating Chaylev, Noisa, Pigol, all these sort of things. Where do those Shi'urin come from? How do we know the exact Shi'ur? That's Halochon HaMeshem Esinai. Chatitin, when going to a mikveh, Tovering, we know that there can't be any chatzitza. The halachas of chatzitza, which halachas exactly that the Gemara will discuss, but the idea, the chatzitza, some of the halachas are halachon emeshe misinai. And likewise, when it comes to the dinim of mechitza, certain dinim of mechitza are halachon emeshe misinai. So the Gemara challenges that and it says, Shiurin, Dairaisahu. Shiurin, surely that is Dairaisa. It's not halachon emeshe misinai. Dixiv, as it writes, Eretz Chita Usa'ir Abagome. It brings a Pasuk uh, which describes the, the, uh, the Shavach of Eretz Yisrael and the seven species, Chita Usa'ir Abagome, Usa'ir Abagome, Eretz Yisrael Udvash. These seven species, and we're about to see, I mean, let's just read one more line. V'omar Abchanan, Abchanan said, Kola Pasuk Hazer Lishi'urin Ne'ma. This whole Pasuk is all said for Shi'urin. In other words, the reason why the Pasuk makes mention of these seven species is that we're going to see from each of these species we're going to learn out a shiur regarding some isur or mitzvah or something like that. Now, the Gemara is therefore saying it's not Halach and Meshem So as we discussed earlier in the week, what exactly does that mean? Because it doesn't say in the Pasuk here anything about, for example, uh, we'll take one of the easier ones, Te'eno. Te'eno we're going to say is the shiur for carrying food, human food, on Shabbos. How much does the person have to carry in order to be chayev, a chatos? It's got to be the size of a dried, dried, uh, tain, a dried pig, a grogeret. It doesn't say that in the Pasuk. What it says is, Eretz chitos, It's a land of Teino. It doesn't say anything about the Shiurim. So you're going to say, it's, okay, that, that is Teresh Peh. Teresh Peh comes and tells me that the, 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 the Pshat and the Pasuk Teino is, it's going, the, the Torah is mentioning it as a Shiur for something, how would I know? Torah Shabal Peh. Well, isn't that the same as Halachon Emisha Misina? Without being, without this Masoira, I wouldn't know anything anyway. What's the difference between that and Halachon Emisha Misina? So we saw the Rambam, we, we, I think we discussed it earlier in the week, and we, we found the, the, uh, the Rambam says exactly that. The Rambam in his Hakdom and Tepirah says that the difference between Halachon Emisha Misina and call it Torah Shabal Peh, Halachon Emisha Misina means where there is no apparent remez at all in the Torah to this particular halacha. So, for example, we're get, I mean, we're going to actually say shiurin. That's not really what the pasuk. In the end, we're going to say the pasuk's not really talking about this. It's halacha nemeshem esinai. There's no other way. There's no way when you're reading the Torah, not even b'derech remez or the Rambam says or svara. Even svara wouldn't dictate to tell me that this particular did. That's halacha nemeshem esinai. So, when it comes to dofen akuma, 
How in the world would I know that if you've got a, uh, a, a sukkah and you've got a four, less than four amas between the wall and the sukkah, there's nowhere in the Torah whatsoever that's going to tell me that when it comes to sukkah, there's a, there's a concept of dofen akuma that we view the wall as bending over and therefore up to four amas. That's something which there is no remez, there's no foothold in the Torah for that whatsoever. That is halachon and meshemesina. However, when it comes to Moshul to Tzvidin, it says, Well, how do I know? I would have touched that over here between the eyes. means literally here between the eyes. Like the Tzidukim Takadu. The Tzidukim Taitche as right here between the eyes. So how would I know? How would I know that the Taitche in the Pasuk therefore really means up here, right on the forehead between the eyes? The answer is that's Teresh Peh. But that's not Halakha Lameshem because there, the Kabbalah that we have the tradition we have is ultimately to touch a posuk in the Torah. So says the Ramam, at this point in the Gemara, we're thinking that when it says, I wouldn't know, if I just read the posuk saying, I would have thought, okay, it's a lamb which has, which has figs in it. Right? Which, so it comes along, comes along the, uh, the Torah Shabal and Torah Shabal tells me that, no, Te'ena over there is a shear of a Gerogeres for carrying on Shabbos. But that's not Halokhan and Mishimisina, because that's touch in the posuk. Right? That's the way the Rambam learns it. Ben Zashem, next week, uh, we'll, we'll get to this, this Me'iri finally. I've got, found, I think, what is the final clue to understanding this Me'iri, which talks about the Adachon and being Doraisa, Doraponon, is it, calls it Devar Torah sometimes, Doraponon. I think the Me'iri is going to understand it completely different. Adachon and over here, Bechlal, means something else entirely. It's, uh, it's like uh, somewhere in between. If I have time at the end of the year, maybe I'll, if we... If we, if we get, get, get this in there, Ben Zashem will come to it. But we haven't covered it yet. But you're going to see it, it's some sort of a, a just somewhere in between. It's not a Durabon, but it's not quite a Doraisa either. So what exactly is it? The, leave you in a, a little bit more suspense. At least, uh, if, if we have time, I'll come back to it. But that's the way the Rambam learned it. In other words, according to the Rambam, and just to keep it simple for today, Halachon HaMeshem Sinai is, as you've always understood it, Halachon HaMeshem Sinai, it's got the status of a Doraisa. So the Gemara is challenging, therefore, and saying, these shiurim, they're not Tadachon HaMashem Yisinai, it's all taichin to a posuk. This posuk of Eretz, Chetos, Eretz, etc. And Rav Hanan says, this whole posuk is here just for shiurim. So we go through one by one. Chetos. What do we learn from Chetos? Which shiur do we learn from Chetos? So it's Lechadesnan, like we've learned in the Mishnah. Shtet in the Mishnah, Hanichnas Levei Samanuga, somebody who goes into the house of somebody smitten, uh, somebody smitten with Saras. Not somebody, sorry, the house is smitten with Saras. So we know that if you go into such a house, the person becomes Tomei straight away. What about the things that he's carrying with him? They also become Tomei straight away. What about his begotten, however, his clothes? So the, the clothes, based on a Gezerah Sakosov, it says, Vahoichel Babayis. Somebody who eats in the house, Yechavis Begadov has to table the clothes, and Chazal says it's Labdafka Eichel, because it all says Vayeshu Babais, Vahashechi Babais, Yechavis Begadov. So rather it means the Shir Achilo. If a person goes into the house, he becomes Tommy straight away. Anything he's carrying, anything will become Tommy straight away. There's a Gezeira Sarkosa that says that clothes only become Tommy after a person has been in there the time that it would take him to eat a meal's worth of bread. That's what we're, we're about to see here. Hanechlas Levi Samanuga. Somebody goes into a house smitten with Taras. The Kalov Al Kasefov. He's not wearing the clothes. He's rather carrying the clothes over his shoulders. They don't have the dinim of being clothes. They're just like any other Kalov. The Sandalov, his sandals, his shoes, the Tabaisov, and his rings, the Yodov, are being held in his hands. He's not wearing them. He's not wearing his shoes. He's not wearing his clothes. 
and he is not wearing his rings on the fingers, he's just carrying them in his hands. So, the din is, everything becomes Tomei straight away, both he and the things that he is carrying. However, but if he is wearing his clothes, the sandal of Beraglov, and his sandals are on his feet, the and his rings are on his fingers, then we say, who Tomei Miyat? He becomes Tommy straight away, because that's what the Torah says. But the Hain Tahirin, the halacha is by clothes. When they're being worn as begodim, they are Tahar Achi Yishher Bichte Achidas Paras. Until he has waited enough time that it would take for a person to eat half a loaf of bread. Now, the half a loaf of bread that we're talking about is actually in Erevin, there's a size of a loaf of bread. This loaf of bread is really enough for two Suodos. So if a person wants to, for example, set an Erev Tuchumim, so he can go beyond, beyond his Tuchum Shabbos, another 2,000 Amis, he has to set up, let's say it's bread, just to keep it simple, a, a, a piece of bread, a loaf of bread, or something like that, enough bread for two meals. How much is that? It's generally taken on to be between six and eight Kabetim. Right, Machlok is exactly how we pass in. Six or eight Kabetim, which is, each Kabetzah is taken to be two Kazetim. So therefore, pras, half of that, half of the loaf of bread is the equivalent of one su'udah, which is taken to be six or eight kazesim, six or eight kazesim, and that obviously is pertinent to all sorts of things. When we, shalk, when we talk about the shear of k'deh achidas pras, we're talking about the time that it takes you to eat that amount of bread, as we're about to see the exact parameters of it, and it ranges, putting it in practical terms, anywhere between about two minutes, is the quicker shitter and the chasm sofa holds nine minutes. So when it comes to eating matzah on Satan night, you've got to do it within we're talking about within anywhere between two minutes and nine minutes, as we mentioned during the week. But if you're going to have these massive chasm ish shiur uh, of matzah and going to try and get it within two minutes, it's probably a steer of ube. You're taking two chumras which are really contradictory to one another, probably. Meaning to say, the reason why the Chassam Sofa came out with a shear of nine minutes is because if you actually look, you'll find the Chassam, the Chassam Shear, the Chassam Sofa, holds of the shear of what we call Chazanish. And the Behuda, that Chassam Sofa actually refers to it. He holds of that shear. So of course he's got a bigger shear. I mean, okay, I know it's two and nine minutes is a much bigger difference, but the mice of most people, they don't talk about two minutes. They talk about three or four minutes is generally the accepted shear to try and get in. Basically, the quicker the better. But... Um, <coughs> So what, what, what sort of loaf of bread are we talking about? We're talking about granary, we're talking about wheat, barley, spelt, what are we talking about? So the, we say, this is the halacha now, pas chitin. It's half a loaf of bread of wheat bread, the low pas as opposed to barley bread. And the way Rashi learns it is, these are all going to make the shear smaller. Could work to your advantage, could work to your disadvantage, depending on what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll give you a, a drush reason in a second. I'll give you a drush reason in a second, but without any drush, it's a gazera sakhalsa. Why? Because the Torah says, if somebody eats in the house, Yechabi's begotten has to wash his clothes. That means only begotten. When we say Yechabi's begotten, it means we find this in all halachs of Tum and Tahara. There's a special type of tumor sometimes that goes on the clothes just by virtue of the fact that you're wearing your clothes. Not because you're touching your clothes, because you're wearing your clothes. Certain tumor, the, the clothes become tumor as well. So no, so over here, the, the din is, 
Now, whilst we've got, because of other psukim there, Chazal say it clearly doesn't mean you actually eat there. That's clear, because it also says, Vayeshe Babais, Vayashoyche Babais, if you lie down in the house. It's not talking about Dafka eating. So why does it say, Vayeshe Babais? It doesn't matter what I do. I can lie down in the house. I'll also become Tommy. I'll also become Tommy. Elamai, what it's saying is that... No, Saras. Saras. Sorry, Saras. Yeah, no. Mace, straight away. The minute the person enters, anything enters, is Tommy, straight away. Here it's a special din, a special din, Yechaves is begotten, that the clothes, so I, I should have stressed, the clothes become Tome. After, even though the post says, Vayich, but it sounds like you sit down to have a meal. No, Chazal say, it's a that tells me it's loved after eating. Vayich, but I sit in the house, and also the clothes will become Tome. So why did it say, Vayich, I can do what I want there. The answer is, it's to tell me that it's got to be a Shira Achila. Now why is that? The special din? At a simple level, it's a Gedei Asakosov. I have no idea why. I'll give you a, a, a drush reason in a second. Let's just fin- finish this piece, and then we'll. we'll I think we, we suggested a, a bit of drush. Mesev, the second thing is, it's got to be he's eating wheat bread, not barley. Number two, Mesev, he's reclining. When you recline, apparently you eat quicker as well. You're more relaxed. Apparently you eat quicker. This is where Rashi learns at least. I'm not sure everyone agrees with that. But lift on. And number three is you're eating it with, let's call it spreads. Now there's accompanying things, which also apparently, um, that's why I say spreads as opposed to side dishes, because side dishes are only going to make it longer, surely, if you're eating your salads at the same time. So something like a spread. So the bread is not so dry, it, it, it enables you to, <coughs> to digest it that bit quicker. Fine. So that, that's the halacha that we learn from Chita. So, yep. Yeah. So, we just mentioned, we mentioned that the Mephoshim over here, they bring a... Um, they bring, I'm just trying to remember what it was to do with, um, Mitav. What was it to do with? Mitav. It was the, with, with Rabbi Lozim and Aroch. That, that's, that's what it was. With the Rabbi Lozim and Aroch, Rabbi Lozim and Aroch, the, the Gemara in Shabbos um, says over there that after, after Rabbi Yechonon and Zakai was Nifta, so the Talmud and the five Talmud, they all went to Yavne. Rabbi Lozim and Aroch decided to go home. He went home. And the Gemara says he forgot his learning as a result of that. And the Gemara says, Hachirish, instead of saying he was called up to the Torah, instead of saying, Hachirish Azelochem, he read it, Hachirish Hayalibom, as we brought. Again, I'll just repeat it because the difference between Hachirish Hayalibom and Hachirish Azelochem is three letters. Hachidesh is Dalad, that's the letter which is going to change. Hachidesh is the Dalad. Hazer is the Zion is going to change. Dalad Zion. In Lochem, it's the Chaf, it's going to change. Dalet Zayin Chaf is the Malach which is Mamuna on Zikorah. Instead of him reading it as Hachoydesh, Hazelochem, which is reference to uh, remembering, he read it, he read it as Hachiresh, Hayo Libon. Meaning to say Hachiresh, the Dalet changes to a Resh, the Zer, Hazer changes to a Yud, Resh Yud, and Libon changes to a Vase, is Resh Yud Vase, is the Malach which is Mamuna over forgetfulness. And therefore he forgot his learning. Right? I think we, I think, I think we quoted as well. Also in Shabbos, the idea with the with the upside down nuns, yeah, the upside down nuns either side of Vayibin Sera Ha'oren. So we said over there. Also, what's the idea of the upside down nuns? So we said because the idea is that a nun, Loshen Nin Venechet, is an expression of of uh, generations, right? So we said you got the Oren itself. You've got the one Kruv. Kruv is a child, uh, like an extra. And then you've got the other Kruv, is the third term. The Gemara says in Bava Metziah, we say it every morning in Davening, that once the Torah goes through three generations, right, 
Then it's in the family to stay. Like we say, not Avram, not Yitzchak, only Yaakov. Once it's gone through three generations, then it's a Yerusha. It's there in the family. As the Medrash says, it can skip a generation, but it will always be there, Vateras Yerusha. So therefore, the idea is, if you take the Gematria of Nun, Nun Vov Nun, which in itself, by the way, Nun Eyama is like the fish of the sea. In Aramaic, Nun means, means children, progeny. So Nun is Gematria 106. Two Nuns is Gematria 212. It's ratioed base. That's the idea of forgetfulness. It's turned upside down. Once, by Yibin Tzahar, in the light of Torah, has journeyed through from the father, the, the starting point, that's the Oren, through his children, through to the next generation, the grandchildren, then the nuns are turned upside down. As Moshe Rabbeinu said, sometimes it will be at rest. It can skip a generation. Yom at that time, they'll say, Shuvah Hashem, but it's going to come back. Guarantees it will come back. As the Medrash says, it will come back. But, and when it's by Yibin Tzayor, and then, as we say, Kuma Hashem Yafut Tzayevech, and then obviously it's active. You can have a recessive gene, and you can have an active, uh, active gene. So that's the Gemara again, a bit of Chazorah there with Rabbi Rosam and Aruch. But the Maisa, what we didn't discuss at the time, because it's not in the Gemara, it's in the Medrash and Kehlas Rabbah, which fills in the blanks, sort of elaborates a little, bo- a little bit more, says that Talmidim came to Rabbi Rosam and Aruch, and they said to him, they quoted, Paschitin or Paschitin, Mita, which one's better? Mita, which one's better? And uh, with lift on, without lift on, and he didn't know what to answer. He didn't know to answer with lift on. So the Mepharshim there... <coughs> They're trying to work out what's going on. So the Mepharshim say that it shouldn't say mitav, it should say mesav. It's one word. Not mitav. The test should be asav, mesav. It's al Gomorrah over here. They were coming to ask him this particular halakha. <coughs> when measuring the time that it takes for a person to become tome, is it paschitim, pasorim? Mesav, is it whilst reclining? Is it with lift on or is it, or, is it with, or not? That's, that's the question. They asked him and he didn't know what to answer. Why particularly, in particular that question? So we suggested, the Peshat may be, because we know that the first Chet, the first Chet of mankind was rooted at least in Lashon Hara. Hence HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent, sent them outside, outside of Gan Eden, the idea of going into Godus. And he said, you have to eat. The tikkun for Loshon Hara is Lach Moshal Torah. That was what he was told. Hence, as Rabbi Lozman Arach eventually did realize, and he taught the Mishnah, if you want to succeed in Torah, you've got to go into Godless. The problem was that when Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai died, then he decided just to go home and check on his wife. Now again, this is not, for our generation, obviously we live in a different, uh, as um, I remember hearing from Rabbi Chaim Oza, Gurbitz in, in uh, Gateshead. So I think he quoted Reb Leib already as saying that in today's generation, if you tried to do what the Vilnagon did, it would, with Chalal, would be an absolute disaster. Vilnagon, who just closeted himself in a room, had, uh, you know, when, I think when his own sister came to visit, was his sister he hadn't seen for tens of years, he came out and after, was it after, again, different, I'm sure you'll see different versions, but it's quarter and I said, basically it's enough time, we'll have plenty of time to, to uh, converse in the next world now, I better get back to my learn, right? It doesn't work. It doesn't work in this generation. The children would be a disaster. It would be an absolute disaster. We're not living in that generation. But to realize in generations gone by, that was the way. Have a go to them, come to They used to go away from home. So we, as we know with Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva came back after 12 years. He is Rachel saying, <coughs> you know, the, 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 the guy who's saying to Rachel, he's saying, you know, what sort of husband, what sort of life is this? She said, well, if you would listen to me, I'd send him away for another 12 years. So off he went, he went straight back. So everyone asked the question, at least go in and say hello. I mean, you come home anyway. At least go, say hello, and go back to learn. 
You didn't do that. So the Rebchaim Shmulevitz is the classic answer. He says 12 plus 12 is not 24. There's an idea of Ritzifus. If you go in, you're going to break it. But the, the other answer which is similar, similar sort of idea. I mentioned it during the week. They call it the Rabbi Akiva syndrome. Meaning to say, because we all know what happens. You go in just to say hello, and then suddenly, uh, what about that? What about that? And then you suddenly realize you, you'll be there for, it won't, it won't be in and out. That Rabbi Akiva understood. And that's what happened with Rabbi Lozman al-Roch. The idea here, they go to the Mkain Torah, a person has to, has to stay away. If a person comes back, if a person comes back, you're going back into the home, right? That's the, the, the idea of the Mtsayro, the, the Manuga, the house which has been smitten with Saras. You're going back, in, as it were, to Ghanedan, to a place where there's... The Gemara is clear there, it's talking about Gashmi, it's very, very comfortable, a comfortable way of life. And then the problem is, straight away a person is going to be affected. The person becomes affected straight away. No time whatsoever. But the clothes, and this is, as I said, we can, we can uh, answer Mr. Israel's question. Why are the clothes different? The answer is the clothes, because when Adam Rishon, before he was cast out of Gan Eden, how's he going to be able to survive? HaGadosh Baruch Hu gave him the clothes are made, they're made to withstand, to be able to withstand a certain amount, <coughs> to be able to, to, to sort of take it. But there's only so much it can take. Yeah? I remember seeing, seeing a, a person, who's a, sort of a, a clip on these, um, there's somebody in America who's, uh, from from guy who's uh, a lot of the, the schools, the base yarkas, I think, and thing in Eretz Yisrael as well, definitely in America, they use, he's got this uh, whole science curriculum. And on this thing there, he's got this thing, oh, it's showing, I mean, but you see these volcanoes. I mean, it's, it's not a volcano, the, 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 uh, the, it's just incredible. And you've got a guy there who's going as close as he can in a specially designed uh, suit. And uh, he comes afterwards, he's just like sweating over, he says, even with that suit, the heat was unbearable. The idea is, but the suit was constructed specifically to be able to withstand the heat. There's only so much it can take. So too, the idea is that the clothes, they can withstand a certain amount. But after a person sits, sits down, reclines, and even expect, expects the lift on the, the, uh, the uh, what's uh, the, you know, the, the spread. Right? No, they, they say they went, they went to, was it Rukhain Kanievsky once, they went to him and asked him, there was some shine in a brocha about uh, if you spread on the bread, you put butter and uh, jam or something like that. There was some shine. He said, butter and jam, right? One or the other, I can understand, but you know, that's. I, know, I can't remember which, whether it was, who was it? It was Rukhaim. Well, one, one of these Gadolim. Again. <coughs> Sorry? My parents had that attitude as well when I was younger. Oh, so there you go. So it's not. It's a, it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a Rukhaim. Okay. So ne- ne- next time I tell the story, Blin Ada, Mr. 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 Mrs. Uzzel Senior. Yeah. So um, so that, that could be Alpidrush, could be. Um, uh, for, uh, sort of a, a little bit of an insight into that. So that's the, the Yechita. Next one, Sa'irin. Sa'irin. So the Bali. How does the Bali, what's that used to measure? <coughs> this now because we learned in the Mishnah. Etem kis'irin metami b'mago b'maso. A bone. We're talking about the bone of a human being. <coughs> of a mace. The size of a Bali grain is metami b'mago by touching it. B'mago by carrying it. B'maso, sorry, by carrying it. Even if you don't actually touch it. But for inu metami ba'il, it's not metami ba'il. In other words, we know there's a halacha that in in an oil under one roof, if a person's under the same roof as a mace, <coughs> he becomes tommy. But to become tommy ba'il, you need to e- either have flesh, <coughs> excuse me, the the flesh of let's say uh, the, the flesh of a mace kezayis, or if there's not, if you don't have a kezayis of flesh, then it can be bones. But if it's bones, it's got to be either roiv minyam. The majority of the number of bones. 
So, you know, 248 bones, we take it on to be, so we're talking about 125 bones. Or Roiv Binyam, which is taken to be two Shokayim and a Yerech, two lower legs plus the upper leg. Um, or it can be the, the uh, whole back, uh, the, the back, uh, the sort of the vertebrae, the, the spine with all the, the vertebrae coming off it, or the skull. <coughs> These would all be Matami Ba'el. But, short of that, it's not Matami Ba'el without Alessigarkazai's of flesh. But, if a bone is the size of a barley grain, that's very, very small, even the smallest bones in the body, um, if they're the size of a barley grain and somebody touches it, or lifts it up, even without touching it, so it's through something else, <coughs> he becomes um, Tommy, right? Comes an Abatumah. That's the Sa'ura. Next one, Gefen. What's the Gefen there for? That is to tell me the shear of Yayin that a Nozir has to drink. That's what it sounds like. That's the way Rashi, the Pashtus learns it. To be Chayim Malkus, he has to have a Revius of wine. Now, Tosavis is not happy with this because everything else in this Pasuk is being used as a means to be Meshair something else. Chitor was for Tumor in the house of the Mitzayim. Nothing to do with Chitor in and of itself. Don't have to eat dafka, a piece of, uh, of barley. It's being used as a shear, and even if you don't actually eat anything, you just wait in there that time. So, we're not talking about eating barley here, we're talking about boats. And we're going to see all of the rest of them are going to be like this. Suddenly, here we're talking about gefen, we're talking about <coughs> the wine itself. How much does a nozze have to drink in order to be chai malchus? No, Tosa says that's not pshat. Rather, the pshat is like Rashi says in Sukkah, that we're talking about what a nozze has to consume. From a vine, the, whether it's the, uh, the um, leaves, the branches, the pips, the peels, we're talking about eating now, how much does he have to eat in order to be Mechaia um, Malkus? And the answer is the amount that will displace a revius of wine. So what you do is you put, <coughs> you fill a, a, a large container, a large cup with, with wine, and you put in the amount of, of, of uh, leaves, or what, let's talk about uh, pips and peels that he's consumed. You put them, you have to know the exact amount, you put it into the cup, let the wine spill over, catch that wine, and see if it's a revius, then he's going to be Chayav Malkus. If not, then not so. You include grapes in that as well, grapes themselves. Grapes themselves, yeah, yeah. Correct. But, now the, the, the question over here is, well, what's it got to do? If we're talking about displacement now, so who cares whether it's wine or whether it's water? And the answer is because when you're talking about water, if, you, if you're starting at the same point, in other words, the cup is full to the top, not with any sort of meniscus, right? It's just full to the top. <coughs> so when you displace it, obviously wine is able to hold on that little bit longer before it spell, spills over. And therefore, if you were to measure the amount that, we, that will be displaced of wine or water, the water is going to be that little bit more. And therefore we're saying, we're saying that it's got to be a revius of wine that is displaced, not a revius of water. Now the Maiser, Tosfus, is not very happy with this, um, because at the end of the day, like we said during, like we explained during the week, if you keep it consistent, who cares? Meaning to say, a revius is a revius. So let's say, let's say I, I measure my revius cup with, with, uh, with, with water. How do I do it? How do I measure a revius? The answer is, if you want to work out a revius of water, the truth is you can do it by dimensions as based, based on, the, on, the, on the dimensions the, uh, the Gemara gives us, but the Maitre, what I will do is I will displace, right? Uh, I mean, if you're measuring displacement to start with, right? What you will do is, 
you will displace, you know, your uh, water to up to a revius. And now I've got a cup which holds a revius. Now, it doesn't matter what it's first you're going to see it more when we come to a kazais. The kazais for sure is going to be like this. But even a revius, the ethanol should be the same as soot. So therefore, as long as what I'm, as long as when I put the put the, uh, the the pips and the peels in, as long as I'm measuring it with water, then I'm going to be able to see what's being displaced. Put it into my revius cup of water. I've got a, a container which I know is holds a revius of water. So I've got a, a cup which holds a revius of water, and I've got a cup which holds a revius of wine. And I say revius meaning what's displaced. So in which case, as long as what you're displacing, you put it into the right utensil, the right measuring cylinder, you'll get the same result. So Tosu says, yeah, but the pshat essentially is that we're talking about, I've already measured out a utensil using wine. So Tosu says it is a doichet, because obviously that's very, that's a big ukipta, because you essentially, you could have done the same using water. It just so happens that when I wanted to make my measuring cylinder, I did the experiment initially with wine. So now make sure you do it with wine. But it's a bit of a funny... I mean, Deutsch just says it's a doichi. That's how Deutsch just finishes. Doichi. Because that's what the Torah is coming to tell me. That if I made my Rebius cup using wine, then that's what I've got to measure it with now. I mean, it seems a bit, a bit, a bit of, a, a, of a funny way of doing it. So the, the Rabbeinu Tam comes along and he says, based on a couple... I mean, I'm, I'm skipping a little bit of the, the, some of the points in Deutsch was there. But essentially, there is a machlokas. This is what, just what we need to know from the Mishnah that Tosfos quotes: that do we base everything on achila or shtiel? Meaning to say, <coughs> one shita is lo yishta. It says in the pasuk twice lo yishta. So one shita is to say it's machlokas Mishnah Rishona Mishnah Acharena. But according to the Mishnah uh, Rishona, it's like we've said. Since it says in the Pasuk twice, lo yishter, lo yishter, so we base, base everything on shtiel. Shtiel, generally speaking, is taken to be a shear of a revius. So therefore, even if you're not drinking, you're just eating, so you're eating the pips, the peels, the whatever it is, it's got to be an amount that would displace a revius. However, the Mishnah Acharona, the later Mishnah holds, that no, it goes the other way around. Since the Torah says, mechal uses achilo, stam achilo is a kazayis, therefore, we learn that the amount you have to eat is a kazais. And not only that, even the amount that you drink is going to be a kazais. Right? According, at least according to one shit. Tosus <coughs> brings it that essentially it, it, it does end up a, a bit of a machlokas. But this is. Bekitsa, the Rabbeinu Tam, is rather bothered um, for, for a couple of reasons. But. Be, one of them being that it comes out, the coin to this Gemara, it comes out that we're following the Mishnah Rishayim. Because you're going with the Rebius. We Surely we should be going with the Mishnah Acharim. So, because of a couple of kashas, the Rabbi Natan basically, he says, he found the Girsa, which says, it shouldn't read it as Rebius, rather it should read it, the Girsa should be a Kazayis. A Kazayis of wine. So Tosa says, once again, I don't understand, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about drinking wine, the size of a Kazayis? Or are we talking about eating the chartanim, the zog, etc., the size of a kazayis, and others that would displace the same amount as a zayis? Mimonavshah. Again, you're going to have this, more or less the same problems again. If we're talking about that you're actually talking about a kazayis of wine that you've drunk, so it's possible, then it's obvious you're going to measure that with, with, with wine, not water. Because the wine is the, what, what, that's the isus, that's what we're measuring. So of course we're talking about a, a, a kazayis worth of wine. Not what would displace a kazayis worth of water. Right? 
So that can't be talking about drinking. So we're back to square one, which is, at the end of the day, how are you going to measure out a kazayas? What you're going to have to do, you're going to take your cup of liquid, whichever liquid it is, you put in a kazayas, you put in your zayas aguri, the special type of olive, you see the amount that comes out. Then fill it again with the same liquid and put in your pips and peels, whatever it's that he's, that he's, uh, he's eaten, see how much comes out, compare them. If the amount that came out in the second experiment is at least equal, if not more, to what came out with the kazayas, then you know that he's, he's consumed a kazayas worth. So in which case, who cares whether you do it with water or you do it with wine? As long as you're consistent, it's gonna, the, the experiment will be a fair experiment. So we still don't understand. So the mitotosis concludes, and this is, from all of this, this is the point you really want to take out, Peshatim Rashi. The Peshatim Rashi is a big chiddush. It's a big chiddush it's an, and it's a big kula. And that is, that despite what probably all of us would have said logically, which I think, like we said during the week, we'll just fill the cup if it's wine, so fill it till it's overflowing, so to speak, like Havdalah, and use that as your starting point, and then put in, you'll get a full Revius out. No, the Chiddush is like this. Fill the cup with wine as you would normally fill it. When I say normally, with any other liquid. Don't worry about the fact you could go a little bit higher. Fill it to the brim. That's it, and stop there. Then, what you're going to do next is, you take the... The, the pips and the peels, whatever it is that he's consumed, that exact amount, and put it in. Catch what the wine that comes out, and put it now into a measuring cylinder that holds a revius of water. In other words, what we know to be a revius of water, based on the shear of a mikveh, we know what it is. Let's take Reb Chaim Naya, 86.25 cc. Put it into there. And if it comes out to be an <coughs> emotional 85 cc, we're going to be pedantic and we're going to assume 86 is bang on. Then we're going to say, you're not chayed. Somebody says, but hold on a second. The only reason you didn't get the extra millimeter, uh, the, the extra milliliter is only because it was wine. So that first little bit didn't come out because it took, it went up a little bit, held on. So had we done it with water, you would have had a full reverse. The chidosh is, we allow you a little bit more leeway and the person is not chayed Marcus until it displaces a reverse of wine. Which essentially is it's another way of saying that we're going to allow him, before getting Malchus, to eat the amount that displaces Arabius plus a little bit if it was water. That's okay. It's a chidosh. That's based on this posuk, we think, at this stage. That's the getter. Next one. Te'eno. Daladon base te'eno. What's the, what's the fig there for? Kigro geres lo to'ah Shabbos. When it comes to carrying on Shabbos, how much does the person have to take out if it's a... If it's, uh, Food which is fit for human consumption, the size of a dried fig. Rimon, what's a pomegranate uh, used to measure? Kedisnana, we've learned in the Mishnah, Kolkade Bali Botim. All utensils of a private um, balabais, Shi'uron Kerimonim. How, if you've got a Kli which is Makabal Tumor, could be it's Makabal Tumor or it's a ready Tome, at which point does it lose its ability to contract tumor or lose the tumor that it's already got? The answer is when it's no longer a kli, it's ice kli. How big a hole does it need to have for me to be able to say it's no longer usable as a kli? So we say like this, if you're a shopkeeper who makes and sells these kalim, the smallest hole already, it's useless, you can't sell that, so it's in the bin. So that's already is no longer a kli. But if you're a private individual, at least in times gone by, there wasn't the idea of, of a disposable you know, uh, throwaway society, I'm sure, again, your parents never would have allowed such a thing, right? Uh, right? Once disposable cups and things like that. 
So, uh, but in times gone by, for sure not. So if you've got a hole in a clee, you'd say to yourself, okay, I can, it's got a hole the size of an olive. I'm not going to throw it out. I can't hold my olives anymore, so it'll hold my, I don't know, my fix. Then it gets a slightly bigger hole, something makes the hole a bit bigger. Okay, we'll use it for something a bit bigger, right? It's, sorry, the example used in the Gemara, walnuts. Then not that, we'll be up to pomegranates. Now, once it gets to the size of a pomegranate, then already we say it's for the bin. If it can't even hold pomegranates anymore, then it goes, to, it goes for the bin. What kalim are we talking about here, by the way, as Toast for Springs? We're talking about wooden kalim. If it's earthenware kalim, then minastam, unless you actually say, I want to use it for my pomegranates, minastam, once it gets the size of a, a hole the size of, of an olive to fall through, it's no longer a kalim. If you say, I want to use it for rimonim or something, then fine, it'll still retain its shame kalim. When it comes to wooden kalim of a private individual, then minastam, we assume that you would want to use it for something a little bit bigger, all the way up to the size of a rimon. There you go, kirimonim. Now, Tosus did bring a seemingly seemingly conflicting uh, uh, thing from Masech Shabbos. It seems to say three rimonim. And we said, either way, it comes out, it doesn't really mean... Oh, so it doesn't mean three rimonim. Either it means... Because it does sound like uh, together. But either it means that, like Mr. Ezra said, one after the other. In other words, if your hole is exactly the size of a rimon, you're not going to get them coming out easily one after the other. It's got to squeeze it through a little bit. So it's got to be a little bit wider, such that it can literally just pour out, boom, 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 right like that. The other possibility is, when we say three rimonim, we're not talking about coming out of the hole. We're talking about what size rimon do I measure it with? And the answer is, go find on the tree a cluster of three rimonim, Three growing together, that's the rimon you want. You see, when you've got one or two growing together, they're going to be that bit bigger. When you've got four, five, six going upwards growing together, they're going to be that bit smaller. So we're talking about this size of rimon, which is considered to be the average rimon. Then you've got Eretz Zeis Shemen, a land um, which has olive oil. So we're talking about the olives now. Eretz Shekol Shiurei it's a land where all its shiurim are measured in olives. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean all its shiurim? Do you think really all it's shiurim? But you've got all these that we've mentioned. Right? The chito, when it comes to tumor with the, with the, with the uh, manuga. We've got the saira when it comes to the, uh, the etzem. These are not kazesim, etc., etc. You're right. Uh, rather, the pshat is, Eretz, Elohim, or rather say, Eretz, Sherev, Shiurei, Hokazesim. It's a land where the majority of its Shiurim are Hokazesim. As Rashi gives you a whole list there, where there's Nosa, Pigol, etc. You've got a whole list there um, in Rashi. Of the various things which are the size of a Zayis. We just, one little um, Ha'ora, was we said it's interesting, you say the land that all its Shiurim are the size of a Kazayis, or the majority of its Shiurim. Some of these things are taka only in a gay Eretz Yisrael. The Moshe, the Issa of Chaylev. Doesn't matter if you're in Eretz Yisrael or in Chutz What do you mean, Eretz Shekol Shiurehel? So he said that the Peshat seems to be that we know Torah, Be'ikah, is for Eretz Yisrael. Right? Some say that in Chutz Ta'aretz it's really just practice. But when Moshiach comes, we're going to go back, go back to Eretz Yisrael. Whatever that means. But the... the uh, the, the, the land of the Eretz Yisrael is not just a land of physical beauty, it is physical beauty. But Eretz Yisrael, the true meaning in Eretz Yisrael, is the land of our Kodesh Baruch It's a spiritual, it's a place of spiritual um, beauty and meaning. And therefore, when you talk about Eretz Yisrael, it's a land of Torah. And therefore, this is the land where all its shiurim. The shiurim means the, the shiurim of Eretz Yisrael because it's a land of Torah. And therefore, a bit like we said at the beginning with the Mobu, when we think of, of places, we're thinking of 
I think, I think we, I, I quoted the story the other day with, uh, with Rosh Hashanah Zalman. Apparently, I think when he was younger, when he used to walk in the streets, especially on Shabbos, when he saw a lamppost, he didn't see a lamppost. He saw a possible shida of a Surah Sapesach. How could a lamppost, how would the lamppost fit in the Surah Sapesach? In a minute, I don't know exactly what he, that's what he saw. Right? A person who sees, sees the Eretz Yisrael, especially through the lenses of the Torah, everywhere he looks, he sees Torah. That's what it means. Eretz Shekolo, Sherev Shireho, Arkazesim. Finally, Debosh, the honey. Now, honey, as Rashi proves, honey doesn't mean bees' honey. It means date honey. So we're talking about a date. Kakoseves Hagaso Leyom Hakipurim. We're talking about the size of a large date for Yom Kippur. <coughs> Meaning to say, how much does the person have to have on Yom Kippur in order to be high of Kores or right, for, for eating on Yom Kippur? The answer is the size of a large date. Um, so there you have it. We've got a posk in the Torah, which apparently is the source for all these shiurim. So in which case, it's not halach and a Moshe To which the Gemara responds and says, Batisbara, do you really think do you really think that you're correct? Shiurim, Mechtav Ksiva, are the Shiurim written in the Pasuk? In other words, it's very nice saying you've got Torah Shabbat Peh. When I've got the Torah Shabbat Peh, so it says the Tefillin should be between your eyes. So I've got the Ikkets already there. Comes along Torah Shabbat Peh and tells me where between your eyes, not here, it means up here. Fine, that's Torah Shabbat Peh, that's not Halachon and Meshem When I've got a Pasuk which just says, in the land of Chitos, Torah, Begeth, and saying, there's no remez whatsoever, Bechlad of Bechlad, that's talking about. So that's talking about shiurim. So that's not going to be Teresh Shabbat Peh. That is Halachon HaMeshem Esinai. So what's Peshat? Elo rather Hilchasan Inhu. They are Halachon HaMeshem Esinai. Ve'asmechinu Rabbonon Akaroi. And the Rabbonon find, call it an Asmachta on Pesukim, which as we, we said, when you're talking about Asmachtas, that's the Ritva in the Sechus Rosh Hashanah, who uh, writes very strongly against his understanding of the Rambam, who seems to say it's just a play on words, and he calls it effectively Das, das Kfir, or whatever he, he, he labels it. Avada, the Pshat and the is that the Rabbanu Sha'alim already put all those years earlier, put like a, a, a mocker and a Sheresh, a foothold for this din, which will be activated all those years later. I will just point out, and this is sort of, I don't think we will get there to get to this today, but this Me'iri is going to, to a certain extent, is built on. Anyone who's got to the Ozeva Holder will definitely have this other gear. So the truth is, every Gemara has it. It's in the Gillian there. Instead of, instead of it reading, Elo Hilchason Inhu, the Girsa is Midrabonon. Elo Midrabonon, the Koras Machtobahon. Rather, it's Midrabonon and the Posig is just an Asmachto. What do you mean it's only Midrabonon? I thought we were trying to prove these Halachon and Mishimisina this year. Now you're saying it's Midrabonon? That's going to be a clue to all... I mean, that's going to be effectively where the, the Me'iri is building his holy Yisaydon. This Halachon HaMesheh Messina is not as we normally would have understood Halachon HaMesheh Messina. We'll see a bit about Zashem. We'll, we'll come to that during the week. Let's just go a little bit further with the Chatzitin. Um, Chatzitin. The next one was the Chatzita. <coughs> so we said Chatzita is Halachon HaMesheh Messina. So the Gemara asked Chatzitin, Dairaisa Ninu. It's Dairaisa. It's not Halachon HaMesheh Messina. Because it's written, or the Tanya, whichever gifts you go with. Uh, and he should wash all his flesh. This is talking about obviously washing here means going into a mikvah. That there shouldn't be any chatzitza, anything blocking between his flesh and the water. 
in the water. It doesn't say Mayim, which would mean in a pool of water. Ba Mayim is in the water. It tells me it's obviously the Torah has something specific in mind. But may Mikveh, it means in water which is gathered together, which is collected. In other words, it cannot be what we call Zeichalin. The water cannot be moving if you're, in other words, unless you're going into a Mayon. But assuming you're going into a Mikveh, Mikveh by definition means a collection. Mikveh may Mayim, it's a collection of of uh, water. We spoke about uh, the, the various a couple of types of filters in McVoice, whether those present a problem or not, the difference between the filter which is like an out, like the swimming pool filters which takes it out of the burr, and the filters which are actually built inside the, the pool itself, not the pool, the burr itself, which is specially designed by Romeo Poser, not that it shouldn't be considered a clear tool. These sort of things, do they make it zeichelen or not? And definitely the one, definitely for men, it's uh, at least the one in the in the mikveh is generally accepted. Uh, to be not a not to give it any sort of status of zeichalin, so it's got to be bamayim ayibem mikveh. Then we've got kol basaro. The pasuk says verachat es kol basaro. What's kol basaro? Kol basaro tells me that mayim shekol kufo bohen. It's got to be water that the whole body can fit into them. Bechamahin, how much is that? Amor al amor berum gimel amos. It's an amor by an amor by a height of three amos, right? Which, if you work that out, I think some people did work this out during the week. It comes out to roughly, if you use a prime noise here, do you remember what it was? It was something like three. It was, it was just under 320 liters. Yeah. Right. Some, somewhere around that sort of shear. Obviously, Chazanish shear is much bigger. Um, you can do the maths yourself, right? It's pretty right. 48 times 48 times 48 times three, and then that will give you the number of milliliters or centimeters cubed, whatever you want to write, and then just divide that by a thousand, you get the number of liters. So um, that, and from there, by the way, you can then work backwards. If you're interested, you can then work backwards, backwards from there to a revius. Okay, because obviously the mikveh has 40 sa'ah that we know. So that amount of water is, is 40 sa'ah. You divide it, obviously, by 40 to get it down to one sa'ah. And then a sa'ah has four... Um, Curve? No, oh, get, get, get it the right, the right way around. Yes. No, it has six curve. Right? So all has six curve. Each curve then has a has four log. Divide it, and I was divided by four. Then not, you're dividing it by sixteen essentially to get it to a reverse of a log, and that will give you should give you eighty-six point two five according to Rabbi Noah. Okay, try it if you want. Got any problems? Come back to me. Yeah, but it, it, it should work. You can do the same with the, with uh, with the Chazanish. In other words, with that, you can play around, you can work out all the shiurim. Just take, you've got to take something as a starting point, but you can then work out all the different shiurim. Um, as we said, so that, that uh, the mikveh, the one by one by three, <coughs> Amos will hold 40 so'ah, that's the volume of water. But as we mentioned, obviously, your mikveh has to be that bit bigger, because the minute you go in, otherwise the water will spill over. And despite the... the, uh, the the uh, Chakira we mentioned, or Reb Chaim, you definitely have to have a mikvah of water, 40 sa'ah, when you go in, at least. So, uh, when you go into, into the water. So, the problem over here is, we have a posseg in the Torah, which tells me, kol basar. Tells me clearly that the, all the flesh has to go into the water, i.e. no chatzitza. So, it's a dairaisa. It's not halachon ha'meshem esinai. As we explained during the week, there's no rubo kekulo over here. Because rubo kekulo, the, the acharenim say, rubo kekulo is peshat, that of the curl, the shear is right. So on Seder night, when you've got to make, you've got to say Hagada over a revius of wine. 
But when it comes to the shtiel, how much is the shiur shtiel? The answer is rov. The majority of that cup, that is the shiur. It's not a magical formula that when you say rov, you drink rov, it's as if you've done the whole thing. There's no magic like that. <coughs> so therefore, if the Torah tells me by mikveh, verochat es kol besoro, the Torah is telling me the shiur is not rov. There's no magic over here. Your whole body has to be, every single fibre of your body, including the hairs we're going to see, has to be under the water. So in which case, no chatzitza. So that's a deiraisa. So the Gemara answers, ki when do we need the alochon of Sinai? That is le sa'oro. That is for the hair. Right? I wouldn't have known about the hair. So the Gemara says, what? I mean, when we, sorry, before we get to the what, like because he said, if you've got one hair which is tied, it's got a knot in it, if you take one hair and tie a knot in it, you'll see you can, you can have a proper knot in it, the water can't get in between. That's a chatzitza. <coughs> but if you take three hairs and try and tie a knot with the three hairs, it won't be a chatzitza. You can't get it tight. The water will still get in between. When it comes to two, however, I'm not sure. We don't know where two fits in. So al kaponim you see over there, that's the Allah of Mishim Isina. The hair mustn't have a chadzitza, one hair, three hairs, etc. So the Gemara says, don't know what you're talking about. So oro nami, but the hair as well, the hair as well, dairaisa is, is also dairaisa. Titania, because it's been taught in a braisa, the rochat es kol besoro, and he shall wash all his flesh. Es, the word es comes to tell me how tofel besoro, that which is a secondary, a, a subsidiary to his bosso. That's the hair. So the Torah, it's, it's included in the word S. So to that, the Gemara says, Ki When does Allah HaMashem Yisinai come for? It comes, For these, Allah is about Rov and Miyot and Makpid and not Makpid. What's that all about? Because Rabbi Yitzchak said, Devar Torah, that, Mina Torah, Ruboi or Makpid Olav Chaitzit. <coughs> if the, the, the chatzita covers the majority and you are makpid on it, you're bothered by it, you would take it off if you could, then it's a chatzita. That's mid-oraisa. But if it's only got one out of those two criteria, it's either the rov or your makpid, but not both, then it's only mid-oraisa. The she'eno makpid alav, if you're not makpid on it, it doesn't bother you and it wouldn't bother people like you, then it's not a chatzita. But the Godru al Ruba Sha'ina Makbid, but they made a Gazera Durabonon on Rov where you're not Makbid, Mishum Rubaha Makbid, because of a case where it's a rove where you are Makbid. And likewise, Vial Miuta Hamakbid, they made a Gazera on a Miut, it's only a Miut, but you're Makbid. They made a Gazera Durabonon, Mishum Rubaha Makbid, because of a case where you're Makbid and it's Rov. So the Gemara says, but why don't you go all the way? Why don't you make a gazera all the way? Even miyot sheinu makpid. Mishum miyot makpid. Either because of miyot where you are makpid, inami or mishum ruba sheinu makpid, or because of the rov where you're not makpid. Why don't you go all the way? The answer is because he go for gazera because when you've got one out of the two criteria, it's a gazera drabono. The anan neikom nigza gazera ligzera, and now you want to say where you've got neither of the criteria. It's both a miyot. It's only a minority, and you're not makpid on it. It's got neither of the two criteria. We should make that also because of the gazera of a case where it's, only, it's got one out of the two criteria. But that itself is a gazera, also a case where you've got both criteria. We don't do that. That we don't do. Not in Dirabonans. Yeah, is that? That's, more, that's basically where we got up to in the Gemara. 
Um, Bezal Hashem will speak more about this uh, next week because we're in the, in the middle of this, but just the, the Roshi Prokim of, of what we covered so far on this is number one, this Rovan Mirth, what are we talking about here? This Allah Hashem 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 what's it talking about? The hair or the body? We're we back to the body or we're we still sticking with the hair? Rashi says hair. Tosfus is not happy with that because Tosfus understands from that that it means hair but not body. Body, any chatzitza is a problem. Even if it's a mute, even if you're not mad, but that's what Rashi apparently meant. In which case, Tosfus asks the kash, in case you're wondering why did we go so far, that's as we explained, I think, from the Marashah, because once you're telling me that a mute or a makbid is a problem, what that shows me is we don't use any bittel. Because there's two ways you could be mavas or something, either with rove, or mirt in this case, or because you're not makbid. If you're not makbid, it just becomes bottle by virtue of the fact that you don't care about it. Once you tell me, only by hair do I need both criteria. You know, it's, uh, well, sorry, if I've got one out of the two criteria, mid it's bottle. Right? Again, mid if it's mirt, or I'm not makbid, it's bottle. But when it comes to the guf, that wouldn't work. Well, that tells me is we don't use bittle. Well, then in which case, even if it's a mirt and it's ain't a makbid, in the you can't make a chiluk. Either it's all or nothing. Either bittle does work, in which case, mid the as long as it's not both rove and makbid, it wouldn't be a problem. <coughs> or the other extreme, which is, if you're going to tell me bittle doesn't work, well, then even if it's a mirt and even if you're not makbid, who cares? You're telling me kol bossa, everything has to be in the water. Any sort of chatzit is a problem. Well, Tosis then brings rise and says that's clearly not the case. Clearly not the case. And therefore, um, he has a, a couple of kashas as well. Um, and because of that, therefore, Tosis learns it's not, we're not talking about the seor, we're talking about anywhere on the body. What we essentially said, and this Hashem as well will pick up uh, next week, is in answer for Rashi, the Ritzvah says Rashi never meant to say dafka seor. What Rashi meant to say was seor as opposed to the body. When you're measuring the robe or the miot, in the hair, you look at the hair as a separate entity. You don't say, ah, oh, but the hair is only maybe 10% of the body. So even if the hair is all tied up, knotted up, well, the rest of the body is, is, uh, is perfectly fine. So I'm all right. Uh-uh. You look at the robe and the mirror to mark the chain of market on the hair on its own. The body on its own and the hair on its own. That is as opposed to the Rambam. The Rambam brings us shit from the Goenim. The Rambam learns, no, the whole body with the hair is all one entity. And then if you, you take uh, 50%, including the hair and the body together, and that's how you measure it. We did mention the Meiri as a third shitter, which is hair is loved after hair. Any limb, you look at it on its own. You look at the hat, the arm, let's say, on its own. The leg on its own. The hair on its own. The face on its own. Each limb, I don't know how you're going to define each limb, but each limb is taken on its own. Those are the three shitters, and Bezal Hashem will speak more about that. And Toast was a shitter as well. Tosa seems to learn that these halach, again, some, it's definitely not, it's not a halach in hair. The same halach applies to the body. Does he take the whole body in one? Or where, where he fits into these shifts, I don't know, doesn't say. Because the problem is he understood Rashi literally. Dafka hair, and the body is a completely different halacha. So he says, no way. This Gemara is talking about the body. But when you say the body, you're talking about each limb of the body, you're talking about the whole body, Pashtus, he means the whole body. It's a chiddush in the Neri. Pashtus, he means the whole body. The, 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 the hair will be part of the body. Now, does he mean to... to yeah, the, the Rama more the Goenim, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't say. Yeah. Okay, so we'll leave, leave, it, uh, leave it with that. Have a good walk. And a lechvika chanaka. I'm I'm not touching it. Here. Yeah. I'll leave it safe. Okay. I haven't touched no, anything yet. I think you probably have to stop the recording first. No? You press it again because it didn't stop it.
No, 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 this, 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 this tries to...